I'm Bob. This is Sound News broadcasting from the Old Man Studio in Church Street, Portadown. This production is for the week ending Saturday the 18th of February. On behalf of everyone here on the Craig Avon Talking Newspaper team, welcome to this week's programme. The stories making the headlines this week are from the Portadown Times and the Lurgan Mail, Rates rise low as possible. Now over to Ken, who brings you our first story. Rates rise low as possible. As councillors agreed what was variously described as a palatable and lowest possible 4.83% hike in the borough's domestic rate, there was talk too of a perceived need for the local authority to be businesslike in future by making unpopular decisions at need. The 2023-24 rise to 0.4818 reportedly translates to an additional £24.48 per year for those who pay the average domestic rate bill. The non-domestic rate, meanwhile, is to rise by 7.57%, to 28.4645, which ABC Borough Council says amounts to an extra £366 a year for an average size business. At a special meeting on Tuesday, the increases were proposed by Sinn Féin Group Leader, Councillor Liam Mackle, and seconded by the UUP's Alderman Kenneth Twible. A paper presented to members before the meeting explained the Council's overall usable reserve balance was £47.9 million at the end of March 2022. With projections of a healthy level of reserves at the year end, it agreed to use some of those reserves to offset some cost increases experienced this year. Chief Executive Roger Wilson told the Chamber, A large part of this rate being struck is down to an efficiency programme which will generate a total of £2.6 million in budget savings and cost controls. The proposal before members minimises the burden on ratepayers and continues to provide funding for frontline services that are already stretched. The DUP's Alderman Mark Baxter said the council needed to run the organisation like a business and take unpopular decisions if required. It is fair to say there have been decisions taken in the past 12 months that our party did not agree with that have added to the problem we find ourselves in, he said. Moving forward, this is the start of the process, but certainly we simply can't continue to put the burden on the ratepayer every time there is a crisis. We have to run the council like a business, and sadly we don't do that at present. Decisions are taken here that are maybe not financially responsible, but are maybe popular. Sometimes in this organisation, you have to take unpopular decisions too. Councillor Sam Nicholson said, The rates process can be the subject of political mischief, and I thank this chamber for not allowing that to happen. What we have is palatable, given the situation we find ourselves in. He added that in light of rates struck elsewhere in Northern Ireland and the rate of inflation, we on ABC can say we are providing best value to our ratepayers going forward. 
Alderman Stephen Mutre said the council held properties which have become expensive liabilities instead of assets and so must rationalise its estate and find better ways of working to ensure value for the ratepayer. He added, to continue to salami slice budgets and use reserves is not a sustainable way to move forward. Lord Mayor Paul Greenfield said the new rate was the lowest possible increase. Never in the history of Council have members and officers faced as sharp an increase in the cost of living, he said. Council has tried to mitigate against these significant financial pressures through the introduction of transformation and efficiency processes, as well as reducing budgets to ensure vital public services. The local business economy and future investment plans are protected and revitalised into the future. And now, the Rota Chemist. During the week ahead, urgent prescriptions will be dispensed at the following addresses. Starting with Portadown. On Sunday the 19th of February, the chemist is Boots of 3 Bar 7 West Street, open from 11am to 12 noon. Next week, from Monday the 20th of February, the chemist is Hamill Pharmacy, of 19 Thomas Street, open until 7pm. There is no rota chemist in Portadown after Wednesday. Lurgan residents can collect prescribed medicines. On Sunday the 19th of February, the chemist is Boots of 44 bar 46 Market Street, open from 7pm to 8pm. Next week, from Monday the 20th of February, the chemist is N&R Gordon of 10 Market Street, open until 7pm. There is no rota chemist in Lurgan on Wednesday and none in either town on Saturday. Sunday opening applies in both towns for public holidays. And now for crime. False rape report jail term to be appealed. A Lurgan resident who rang police complaining a woman was being raped is to appeal her jail sentence for false reporting and wasting police time. Sharon Linda Adams of the Loch Road, Lurgan, faced a charge of wasting police time by making a false report which gave rise to concern for the safety of an unknown woman and another charge of wasting police time regarding concern for her own safety. A prosecutor told Craigavon Magistrates Court that on January the 24th, 2022, police were tasked to attend after a report made by an anonymous female from a phone box alleging she had witnessed a woman being raped outside a tyre firm on Lurgan's Loch Road. The defendant voluntarily attended Lurgan Police Station on April the 22nd and during interview denied making the call, claiming the voice on the recording was that of her sister, who sounded very similar to her. The court heard that on Saturday, April the 30th at 5pm, the investigating officer received a voicemail message believed to be from the defendant. Mr Coulter, defending, said his client did not accept a claim by the probation service that she had been drunk on a phone call to them. District Judge Bernie Kelly said, however, she was accepting the assertion by the probation that Adams was drunk. I am taking it that she is in breach of her deferment on the basis of that, said the judge. 
I do not accept the explanation for slurred speech as anything other than being under the influence of alcohol. And I told you no alcohol, said the judge, who imposed three months jail for each of the offences plus a £25 offender levy. Mr Coulter said his client would appeal and she was released on her own bail of £250 to live at her own address and no other address unless she applied to the court to change her address. Adams is also banned from entering any premises that sells intoxicating liquor, must not have intoxicating liquor on her person and must not have consumed any. Police can stop her at any time and ask her to submit to a breathalyzer test. If she refuses or fails it, it will be a breach of bail. Sex offender didn't report new address. A convicted sex offender with an address in Portadown has been given a community service order for failing to inform police of a change in his address. Mikulinus Vitotas, 32, of Granville Road, appeared at Craigavon Magistrates Court on Wednesday, February the 8th, charged with failing to notify police of a change in his home address, contrary to Section 91 of the Sexual Offences Act 2003. A prosecution lawyer told the court the defendant was a registered sex offender, which meant he was required to notify police of any change of address within three days. On December 22, 2021, the defendant notified police of his address at Avondale Manor, Portadown, and on February the 21st, 2022, the PSNA, PSNI attended the address given and ascertained that he no longer lived there. Police spoke to him on the telephone and he said he was staying at an address in Birch Hill Park in Portadown. And during that conversation, the defendant was advised he was required to attend the police station and notify them of the change of address. The defendant stated he would complete the notification the following day after work. Over the following weeks, the defendant failed to make the required notification and numerous attempts were made to contact him on his phone. Messages and texts were left with no response, said the prosecutor, adding the defendant was located in March last year at his present place of work. Defence solicitor Mr Downey said Mick Ulanis, who had a conviction for intentionally touching a 17-year-old girl, now understood the importance of notifying police of any change of address. She said her client needed an interpreter, and perhaps that was why he didn't respond to police, and requested leniency, adding, this is a man who has worked since he entered this country. District Judge Bernie Kelly said, the language difficulty I don't accept as the original sexual offences prevention order would have been explained to him in his own language. She sentenced the defendant to 120 hours community service, which, if he doesn't cooperate with the probation service, can mean the matter referred back to court, and if this is so, it will lead to immediate custody. Dogs find suffering from neglect. A Portadown man has been banned from owning animals for a year after two dogs were found suffering chronic neglect and in squalid conditions. David Friars from Portadown was fined £200 in order to pay a further £157 in legal and court fees, including a £15 offender's levy, after pleading guilty for causing unnecessary suffering and failing to ensure the welfare of two dogs in his care. He has also been disqualified from owning animals for a year. Appearing before Craigavon Magistrates Court on Tuesday the 7th of February, 
the defendant admitted to committing offences under Section 4 and Section 9 of the Welfare of Animals Act, Northern Ireland, 2011. Having received a complaint in November 2020, an Armagh City, Banbridge and Craigavonborough Council Animal Welfare Officer visited the defendant's Seagull Road property on several occasions but got no response. After the defendant failed to respond to a number of letters requesting him to make contact to arrange a visit, a warrant was obtained permitting the Animal Welfare Officer, accompanied by the PSNI and VET, to gain entry to the property. Two dogs were found in the kitchen in extremely poor and filthy conditions. The floor was soiled and there was an overpowering smell of dog faeces and urine throughout the property. The vet deemed both dogs to be suffering after an examination showed overgrown and unkept coats, skin lesions and overgrown nails, indicating chronic neglect and lack of exercise. Both dogs were taken into council care and successfully rehomed in October 2021. A council spokesperson said this ruling will hopefully serve as a reminder that anyone who owns a pet must take proper steps to care for them as required under the Welfare of Animals Act, Northern Ireland 2011. Judge dismisses voyeurism case. A district judge has dismissed a voyeurism charge against a priest accused of spying on a woman in a changing room at Rushmere Shopping Centre in Craigavon. Having heard evidence from the complainant, District Judge Bernie Kelly told Craigavon Magistrates Court last Wednesday, February the 8th, she had not been satisfied to the criminal standard, so she was dismissing the single count against Father Aidan McCann. With an address at the parochial house on Madden's Row in Kitty, Father McCann, who was ordained as a priest into the Armagh Diocese in July 2015, had always denied the single charge of voyeurism. It had been alleged that on March 28th last year, for the purpose of sexual gratification, he observed a female doing a private act, knowing that the other person did not consent to being observed. The complainant gave evidence that she had been in a changing cubicle in Rushmere Shopping Centre when she saw her curtain twitch a number of times, leading her to take a video of the incident on her mobile phone. And during cross-examination from Defence Counsel Andrew Moriarty, the court heard there were a number of inconsistencies between the woman's initial police statement and the evidence. It was those inconsistencies that led to the dismissal of the charge against Father McCann. Man found with cannabis. A man who was found with cannabis after police stopped his car in Lurgan has been fined £500 for possession of a Class B controlled drug. Isaac Jordan, 24, of Old Cove Mill, Cookstown, pleaded guilty to the offence at Craigavon Magistrates Court on Wednesday, February the 8th. The court heard that Jordan was stopped by police at a vehicle checkpoint in Lurgan's High Street on September the 18th last year, around 1.50am. A prosecutor explained that when the police stopped the defendant's BMW and approached the vehicle, there was a strong smell of cannabis, after which the vehicle and Jordan were detained and searched. Police found a grinder containing two grams of herbal cannabis. The defendant admitted it was his, that he paid £20 for it and it was for personal use. Defence solicitor Jarlath Falcon said his client said it was for recreational use and he had a couple of previous convictions for this. 
He now realises he can't continue like this and can't keep repeatedly offending and that he is running the risk of going to jail if he continues. So he's determined to stop the use of it, the solicitor said. Presently, he has no employment. He was on a zero hours contract and he has was let go last week and he has not yet applied for benefits. So he has very little income at present. He cooperated with police at the scene and pleaded guilty at the earliest opportunity. District Judge Bernie Kelly fined Jordan £500 together with the offender levy and a destruction order for the drugs and other paraphernalia. Six penalty points for young motorist. An 18-year-old driver was told he could use Shanks's mare after he pleaded guilty to having no insurance during an appearance at Craigavon Magistrates Court. Jack Lowe from Granville Park, Dungannon, appeared before court on Wednesday, February the 8th, charged with driving without insurance. A prosecutor said on August the 17th last year at around 8.20pm, police observed a Volkswagen Golf driving on the Garvahi Road, Portadown. A check by police showed it had no insurance. Police stopped the vehicle and spoke to the driver and he was unable to provide police with a valid certificate of insurance, she said. A defence solicitor said her client is a new driver and has only recently passed his test and the vehicle belonged to him. Asked by District Judge Bernie Kelly why her client had no insurance, she said, My instructions are that he had previously had a Corsa and because of his age he wasn't able to take the direct debits out of his own account. He had bought a new vehicle, the Volkswagen, and was under his granddad's account. He wasn't aware that it wasn't an automatic renewal policy, and that is why he fell foul of law. He is the eldest child, his mother doesn't drive, and he has three siblings. His mother relies heavily on her son and his licence for groceries, appointments and anything else that requires travel. He also cares for his grandparents. District Judge Bernie Kelly said, Are you serious? Do they live in Granville? I know exactly where Granville is, and it is walkable into the town, not to mention you have buses up and down that road all the time, and the bus stop is right outside the front of that park. I used to live out there, and I am absolutely acquainted with it, so there is no excuse for needing a car. They can do everything they need to do by bus or by Shanks's mare. He knows the rules. He knows six points puts him off the road. He knows that six is the minimum for no insurance. Lowe was fined £200 together with the offender levy plus six penalty points on his licence to be endorsed. A nice sport. The motorcycle community was rocked with news that all two-wheeled race events in Northern Ireland were to be pulled over crippling insurance costs. These events included the North West 200, the Tandragee 100, the Cookstown 100, the Armoy Race of Legends and the Ulster Grand Prix. In a statement, Tandragee 100 Club Secretary Anne Forsyth said that it is with regret that the around-a-pound Tandragee 100 has been cancelled, citing increases to insurance premiums as one of the main reasons for this decision. As insurance premiums skyrocketed, the the clubs could not agree to progress with the purchase of the insurance policy, resulting in the cancellation of all two-wheel sport in Northern Ireland in 2023. Following this shock announcement, the public sprung into action and raced to the assistance of the sport loved by thousands across the country. 
Now it seems that there may still be hope of saving some, if not all, of the sporting calendar, as a GoFundMe page set up by the Motorcycle Union of Ireland Ulster Centre has already raised over £37,000 towards insurance premiums. In a statement by John Dillon, chairman of the MCUI, confirmed, We cannot afford the premium hikes, nor can we afford to stop the events. If racing doesn't take place in 2023, not only will it be nearly impossible to bring it back in 2024, we will also lose the new riders coming through the ranks. Speaking on Friday, Tandrigi councillor Gareth Wilson said he was gutted for the organisers of the Tandrigi 100, saying it was a blow to road racing and a really hard blow for the team who make the race happen year on year. I feel really bad for the team, for Anne Forsyth and all her conscientious and hard-working volunteers who move mountains every year to put on this spectacular event. Independent councillor Paul Berry added, I am saddened and devastated by the announcement that the Tandrigi 100 around the pound and other motorcycle races have been cancelled this year, 2023. The North Armagh Motorcycle and Car Club is a large family and I have no doubt this latest situation is deeply disappointing and devastating for them. They work their guts off all year round for this annual event and I feel sorry for them given their passion for the sport. Nuri and Armagh TUV spokesman Keith Ratcliffe said he was shocked by the news. He added the Tandrigi 100 is the largest national racing grid in Northern Ireland, regularly attracting an international field in excess of 150 competitors each year. In addition to this, the road race attracts around 12,000 spectators to the Tandrigi area. These crowds provide a welcome boost to local businesses, particularly in the hospitality sector. It is understood the total amount needed to ensure that all events can proceed is £300,000. All funds from the fundraiser received will be managed by ASM accountants in Belfast for good governance and full transparency. Three big races and over 500 runners are supported down to host Running Festival next month. A running festival is to be held in Portadown next month with... 10 kilometres half marathon and full marathon races. The event to be organised by Portadown Running Club is expected to draw large crowds with on-street vendors and caterers to serve the needs of participants and spectators alike. Armagh City, Banbridge and Craigavon Borough Council Environmental Services Committee has given us backing for plans to host the big event on Sunday March the 12th. The club intend to use Portadown Peoples Park as a start and finish point for all three races and have chosen to hold the event on a Sunday on health and safety grounds as the club believes roads would be much quieter which will aid the event which is expected to have more than 500 participants. If everything goes to plan, the festival will run from 7am until 3.30pm on Sunday with the race route taking in mainly closed roads and a section of the Newry Portadown Canal towpath and the Woodlands Walk in Guildford. Portadown Running Club has also requested permission to allow vendors to trade at the event to provide catering services for participants and spectators who wish to attend as well as fundraise for the Southern Area Hospice Services. Councillor Julie Flaherty said she was happy to propose the officer's recommendation to approve but asked if assurances could be provided to churches eager to know their congregation will be able to access their place of worship on Sunday. 
The proposal running festival, the running festival proposal was seconded by Sinn Féin councillor Paul Duffy, who called on council to start notifying residents near the People's Park immediately. The committee's vice chair councillor Catherine Nelson, who was chairing the meeting, said officers had confirmed with her they would reach out to residents' groups and notify them of the event so this does not become an issue. Following that assurance, the committee voiced its support for Councillor Flaherty's proposal to approve the event, which was seconded by Councillor Paul Duffy. In local Premiership football, there were mixed fortunes for Portadown and Glenavon. In two recent games, Portadown drew nil each away to Ballymena United and lost 3-0 at Solitude to Cliftonville. Glenavon also lost 3-0 away to Larne at Inver Park, and on Tuesday evening secured a 2-2 draw at home to Crusaders, with Glenavon's goals coming from Matthew Fitzpatrick and Jamie Doran. The two local teams meet on Saturday the 18th of February at Shamrock Park, where a large crowd is expected. Currently, Portadown have six points and are in 12th position in the league, with Glenavon in 9th position and on 28 points. In the Championship, Anna United are currently second with 55 points and narrowly above is Loch Gaul on 58 points. In Mid-Ulster Football Division 2, Lurgan Celtic secured an away 6-1 victory over Dungannon side West End Hibs to retain their position as league leaders. And this concludes the sports news. And now local government. Sinn Féin blocks tribute to UDR Greenfinches. A row has erupted at Armagh City, Banbridge and Craigavon Borough Council after Sinn Féin blocked a motion to honour the women of the UDR, also known as Greenfinches. At the end of last month, the council passed a motion from UUP Alderman Glenn Barr, seconded by party colleague Alderman Ian Burns, to recognise the significant contribution that women have made and continue to make in the defence of our nation. However, it has since been revealed that Sinn Féin lodged a call-in legal challenge, a procedure by which 15% of councillors can challenge a sensitive decision. The council confirmed the decision to support Alderman Barr's motion was to be reviewed with a valid call-in request. Members have been notified that a call-in has been received following the council's decision at a meeting held on January 30, 2023 in relation to a notion, notice of motion asking Council to explore a lasting tribute to the Greenfinches of the Ulster Defence Regiment, CGC, a spokesperson said. Council has signed up to the Armed Forces Commission Community Covenant and said, whilst I am disappointed, I am confident that everything is legally in order. It is such a shame that this will cost the ratepayers of ABC Council thousands. Replacing doomed bridge must be made a priority. A map has been shared by the Department for Infrastructure which shows the route pedestrians and cyclists must travel following the planned removal of the footbridge at Moylin Craigavon next month. The bridge is commonly used to reach Craigavon City Park and Lakes and South Lakes Leisure Centre, as well as to access the bus stop which takes people to Lurgan and Portadown. Councillor Catherine Nelson and I have been in touch 
with the Department for Infrastructure in regard to local concerns that the footbridge between Legacore and Craigavon Lakes is to be demolished over St. Patrick's weekend. DFI has reported serious concerns about the structural safety of this bridge. A temporary path will be put in place while works progress. The Department for Infrastructure confirmed it planned to remove the Moyallen East footbridge Craigavon over the weekend of Thursday the 16th to Monday the 20th of March. To ensure the safety of road users during the removal works, it'll be necessary to operate a 24-hour closure of A3 Lake Road from round about 3 to round about 1 from 7pm on Thursday the 16th of March 2023 to 7am on Monday the 20th of March 2023. A diversionary route will be signed via the Drumgor Road, Brownlow Road and Tullygally East Road and vice versa. The footpath crossing the bridge will also be closed from the 16th of March until further notice. And due to the removal of the footbridge, the bus stops at Moylin Footbridge for Ulster Bus Services 46 and 551 will be suspended. Passengers are advised to allow some extra time for their journey and use the South Lakes bus stop a short 5 to 10 minute walk away. Alliance's Lavery backs traffic calming calls. Alliance councillor Peter Lavery is backing calls for additional traffic calming at St Teresa's Primary School in Lurgan. The school is located within a 40 miles per hour zone on Tarry Lane. Traffic at the school can be quite busy, said councillor Lavery, and with the growing residential nature of the area, this will only increase. The safety of pupils is the school's utmost priority and the request for additional safety measures is entirely reasonable. I will be engaging with the Department for Infrastructure, encouraging them to carry out an urgent traffic assessment of the area. I am hopeful that the Department will work collaboratively with the school community to find a sustainable solution. Pallbearers foiled by fear of falling foul of potholes. Pallbearers attending funerals in the Derry Trasna area are unable to carry coffins to the local church for fear of tripping or falling into potholes, according to the SDLP's Declan McAlinden. Councillor McAlinden, who lives in the Derry Trasna area, said that at recent funerals, mourners could only carry the coffin a short distance due to safety issues caused by deep potholes. There have been a number of funerals in the area recently, and Councillor McAlinden described the state of the roads as embarrassing. Roads, particularly rural roads between Derry Trasna and Portadown and Lurgan, were a disgrace, he said, voicing frustration that despite raising issues with the Department for Infrastructure, nothing appeared to be done. From the Banfoot to Lurgan, Portadown and roads in between, the state of them is embarrassing. At recent funerals in Derry Trasna, Trasna, mourners could only carry a coffin a short distance in fear of tripping or falling over potholes. I call regularly reporting road defaults and it's really frustrating that nothing major is being done. Every year we meet DFI representatives to discuss issues and highlight concerns that are raised with me regularly. In the 21-22 financial year there were over 300 claims and almost £250,000 was paid out due to damage to vehicles. That would go a long way in resurfacing many sections of road. I am reporting all requests and will continue lobbying and do whatever I can. 
I am as frustrated as much as members of the public are. Sexism row rumbles on. Councillor Catherine Nelson has confirmed she will be complaining to the Local Government Commissioner for Standards after the UUP's councillor Kyle Savage ruled out an apology for remarks that she, the remarks the Sinn Féin representative deemed sexist. If the Commissioner's Office concludes a councillor failed to comply with the Northern Ireland Local Government Code of Conduct, it can suspend or partially suspend that individual from serving as a councillor for up to a year or disqualify them from being or becoming a councillor for up to five years. The remark to which Councillor Nelson objected came during a January the 30th debate on a proposed tribute to the women of the UDR, also known as the Greenfinches. Opposing the plan, Councillor Nelson said, it is blatant electioneering from a party so numbered in its days that it is deeply seeking to find relevance. There is absolutely nothing to celebrate in a regiment that is so discredited that even the British government was forced to disband it. In the most rigorous of terms, we will be opposing this motion tonight. Noting, among other things, that the UDR was in fact amalgamated with the Royal Irish Rangers in 1992 to form the Royal Irish Regiment, Councillor Savage prefaced his response with, I suppose just to quickly respond to that little tantrum that Councillor Nelson had there. Councillor Nelson immediately asked Councillor Savage to reflect on the sexism he just displayed in the chamber and warned if an apology was not forthcoming, she would be making an official complaint to the Ombudsman. Speaking to the local democracy reporting service this week, Councillor Nelson confirmed she had not received an apology and said a complaint will be lodged. Councillor Savage, meanwhile, said he would not be apologising and was unclear as to what was sexist about his remarks. I am not apologising, he said. I don't see what is sexist about a tantrum. What saddens me is the accusation she made. She mentioned paramilitary involvement in the UDR and I take that as a grave insult. I think she needs to reflect on the language she is using. My father served on the UDR and he served valiantly, like many, many others did. I am not apologising for my words and I'm happy to see this process go the whole way. Council aiming for key improvements. As ABC councillors discussed a report on four draft performance improvement objectives for the new financial year, the DUP's councillor Margaret Tinsley queried why the improvement sought to the number of sick leave days taken across council was not quantified. A report to the council's governess, resources and strategy committee explained that data, evidence, information trends, performance reports and committee reports had been analysed to produce four improvement objectives, namely to reduce the number of days sickness absence loss per employee, to improve the processing time for building control and planning applications, to reduce the Council's emissions through implementation of a net zero carbon strategy and to improve communication to customers on waste management. Councillor Tinsley noted the staff absence objective and asked if details could be provided to ensure councillors were aware of what the figure stood at last year and what the council was aiming to bring that number down to in 2022.
23-24. It is saying we will reduce the average number of days sickness absence lost per employee. We will improve the processing time, she said. Can I ask if we are going to have specific times provided? Are we going to be told what it was before and what we are going to reduce and improve these by? Council's Head of Strategy and Performance, Martina McNulty, said, Within the consultation document there is more detailed information and it shows how each objective links to the strategy of the Council, why we have chosen the objectives, what the, uh, the actions are and how we are going to measure it. We do have baseline information and standards and targets to reach in relation to this particular year and how our citizens and stakeholders may benefit. And during this period of consultation, it is still open for internal comment from members of staff or elected members as well. Councillor Tinsley subsequently proposed approval of the draft performance improvement objective paper prior to an eight-week public consultation. This proposal was seconded by Councillor Paul Berry and approved by the committee. Poor state of rural roads lamented. Rural roads have never been in such a poor state of repair, according to Alderman Councillor Mark Baxter. Welcoming plans to resurface a stretch of Waringstown's Clare Road, Alderman Baxter said that over the last couple of months, he had been inundated with requests for the resurfacing of roads, particularly rural roads. I don't think I've ever seen them in such a poor state of repair, he said. I know the staff in the department are doing what they can with the limited resources available, but I call on the Permanent Secretary to step in and try and sort this mess out. However, I do welcome the news that a long lobbied for stretch of the Clare Road close to Waringstown is now on the schedule to be resurfaced. While no firm date has been given, I'm glad that it's at least earmarked for repair. I'll continue to lobby government and the department to sort out our roadways. Conference costs approval backed. Armagh City, Banbridge and Craigavon Borough Council Planning Committee has backed plans to send its chair and council officers to a Westmeath conference in March. The Irish Buildings Control Conference on March 29th and 30th in the Radisson Blue Hotel, Athlone, County Westmeath, will focus on emergency developments and implementation of the building control system and buildings regulations. The conference is an opportunity to network within the building control environment and to develop a better understanding of the different operating systems. It will also, it is claimed, provide an opportunity to discuss current and potential forthcoming implications on the construction industry, including changes and development of regulatory requirements and the impact of Brexit and global markets on the construction industry. It will cost €425 per delegate to attend the conference and €105 for a single room or €115 for a twin or double room per night at a bed and breakfast plus. This could result in the council paying €540 per delegate plus appropriate travel costs with the committee advised the cost of sending three officers is included in this year's budget. Council's Head of Building Control, Tom Lavery, said it would be a benefit to the local authority to have a presence at the meeting, adding, Members are also encouraged to attend particularly, as the Irish Building Control Institute would strongly support our own fire safety conference taking place in the Armagh City Hotel later this month. 
Seconded by Councillor Paul Duffy, Alderman Kenneth Twyvel proposed attendance of the Chair of the Committee and their nominees, along with officers, to be approved. Council Officer on Move After 17 Years After 17 years, ABC Borough Council's Community Development Officer Godfrey McCartney is moving on, as confirmed at a recent Leisure and Community Services Committee meeting. Their Committee Chair, Councillor Louise McKinstry, invited members to speak. Among those to do so were the UUP's Alderman Jim Spears, the Committee's Vice Chair, SDLP Councillor Declan McAlinton, and his party colleague, Councillor Eamon McNeil, and the DUP's councillor, Margaret Tinsley, and her party colleague, Alderman Gareth Wilson, and the council's business support manager, Alison Beattie. Thanking him for his help, guidance and service, and wishing him the best for the future, they variously described Mr McCartney as an exemplary character, an absolute gentleman, and a very active and able officer, and praised him for his skills, his eagerness, his ability, manner and presence his perseverance, his effort and enthusiasm. Mr McCartney said in turn that he had been privileged for 17 years to enjoy doing what he did for a living. It's about serving the public, he said, and it is about ensuring we are delivering services for everyone. The fact I am paid to do it is a bonus. There are very few people that you work with in your career share that vision, but the team on council do, and it is inspirational. It is a great team to work in and I really miss that I'm going that going forward. It was 17 years ago I joined Armagh City and District Council and I wouldn't have the successes to enjoy without the dedication of the teams I have worked with. It really should be me thanking my colleagues and everybody that has made my time and assisted me to de- believe everything we have, to develop everything we have. Deaths in the community. The committee regret to advise that our chairman, Mr Al Traylon, passed away on February the 5th. The funeral was a private one held on the 8th. However, the family extended an invitation to the uh, association to be represented and four members accepted that invitation. Listeners may remember Al more as Mr T who with Jim uh, Smart did Magazine 2 for many years. The fa- uh, committee have sent a card to um, his widow Joan and she has sent a very nice letter of uh, response thanking us all for her, her, her support over the years. Deaths. Kennedy William Alexander, in brackets Sandy, died February the 10th, 2023 peacefully at home, Colburn Crescent Lurgan, beloved partner of Phyllis and dear stepfather of Philip House and Funeral Private. Hilda Truman, a long life well lived. It was the end of an era with the death recently of Hilda Truman a few weeks before her 103rd birthday. Hilda, who was born on March the 30th, 1920, was brought up in the family farm at Drumlenham, a townland between the Birches and Scotch Street near Portadown, where she resided all her life. Her parents were Thomas and Sarah Truman, her sister Lily being the homebird 
whilst Hilda had a taste for travel and had diverse interests. Hilda trained as a teacher in Edinburgh and taught at Tartarahan Primary School before moving to the Birches Primary School in 1965. She was an inspirational teacher who always encouraged her pupils to do their best. She was widely known as Miss Truman or Miss T throughout her life. Hilda's great love was the Drum Cree Girls' Brigade, which began in 1949 with Hilda as captain, a position she held for 46 years, becoming honorary president after that. Hilda also served the Girls' Brigade at district level and on the headquarters executive committee. She attended the Brigade Council in New Zealand in 1973. From its inception, Hilda was involved with the Duke of Edinburgh Awards Scheme and one of her girls, Liz Cushney, was the first to receive the Gold Award in Northern Ireland. Hilda was awarded the British Empire Medal in 2013 for services to the Girls' Brigade and the local community. She saw the irony of being given an award for services to youth in her 93rd year. Her great love and passion was for music, especially classical and church music. Hilda was an accomplished organist and played in St Paul's Church of Ireland Church, Tartarahan, where she was choir mistress. A member of the Ulster Society of Organists and Choirmasters, Hilda attended, attended the Charles Wood Festival of Music in Armagh every year and was a staunch supporter of Friends of Armagh Cathedral. Portadown Music Festival was another of her interests and she entered one of the first choirs which went on to win the competition. Hilda's 100th birthday celebration in 2020 had to be curtailed as the first COVID-19 lockdown was imposed one week before her big day. However, her house was like a flower shop and she had over 100 cards. She was thrilled to receive her telegram from the Queen and equally taken with her cheque and card from the President of Ireland. Hilda was rather bemused to be celebrated on Facebook that day, courtesy of Ellie Moss at nearby local restaurant. And for the last few years, Hilda had devoted carers from Anne's Care in her home, which is where she always wanted to be, in front of her fire. Hilda was well known for her love of chocolate and often attributed her longevity to that, along with not having been married and not having children. Hilda was looking forward to King Charles' coronation, having lived through the reigns of four monarchs. She joined in with a hearty rendering of God Save the King after the Queen's funeral. She still enjoyed singing right up to her recent days, could still do mental arithmetic with 100% accuracy and retained a mischievous sense of humour. She had a sharp mind and sometimes a sharp tongue. A service of thanksgiving was held on the 30th of January at Tartarahan Church with the Reverend Canon David Hilliard. Officiating at the service were officers from her beloved Girls' Brigade formed a guard of honour along with her carers. Ruth Hilda Truman died peacefully at her home on January the 26th, 2023. Following her funeral in Tartarahan Parish Church, interment took place in Drumcree Parish Churchyard. Tributes are paid to Father of Five. As tributes flooded social media followed the death of Jonathan Roberts last Tuesday. February the 8th, a Just Giving page was set up to raise money for a mental health charity of his family's choosing. 
Father of five, Mr Roberts, who was engaged to be married, had gone missing from his Craigavon home. Search parties were organised by family and friends to try and find him, but sadly the news was tragic. Jonathan Andrew Johnny Roberts was a hugely popular young man and his sudden death has shocked the community and sparked huge grief among many and in the wider Craigavon area and farther afield. The 37-year-old touched the lives of so many people and helped many through difficult times during his short life. He was actively involved in the local Craigavon City Football Club and Southpaw Boxing Club. General News New firefighters to start in Lurgan Station Around 34 new firefighters are to begin their careers in Lurgan and Portadown Fire Stations and across Northern Ireland. In a ceremony at NIFRS Learning and Development Centre, Boucher Road, Belfast, on Friday, February the 10th, new graduates were joined by their family members. The graduates completed an intensive training programme, taking in tactical firefighting, using breathing apparatus, responding to road traffic collisions and other rescues, delivering fire prevention and community safety training. NIFRS Interim Chief Fire and Rescue Officer Andy Hearn said, Our graduates should be extremely proud of getting to this point. They are exceptional in a challenging recruitment process and then have successfully completed our rigorous trainee firefighting course. Thanks to their hard work and the dedication of our instructors, they are ready to start the next chapter of their career in NIFRS and will show will now take their places at whole-time firefighters on fire stations across Northern Ireland. Our graduates have chosen to become a firefighter because they believe in serving our community and working with others to make Northern Ireland a safer place. I wish them every success in what is a fulfilling, interesting and worthwhile career. Carmel McKinney, OBE, chairperson of NIFRS, said, I wish all of our 34 graduates success and happiness in their careers. Kyle and Delta in Rescue Bid. A fundraiser has been set up for two Northern Ireland men and their hero dogs from K9 Search and Rescue, tasked to Turkey and Syria in a bid to find survivors following last week's devastating earthquake. One of the two is Kyle Murray, a trainer at the Dog Bark in Lurgan, who with his dog Delta was bound for Turkey following the massive earthquake. It's a big ask, but if you can help me and Ryan Gray in some way, we would appreciate it, he said. I know we train and train for this day, and now it is here, but we are leaving everything to go and donate our skills to make a difference in this absolutely devastating earthquake. Thanks to everyone for their support and encouragement. Keep us both and our canine best friends in your thoughts over the weeks and months ahead. The GoFundMe page set up by Kyle and Ryan's friends said Northern Ireland-based charity K9 Search and Rescue are booked to travel to Turkey on Friday the 10th of February to help assist in rescuing survivors of the earthquake. Two of their highly trained urban search and rescue dogs, Max and Delta, along with their handlers Ryan Gray and Kyle Murray, will deploy after being requested to assist by the Turkish government. The devastation they will face will be like nothing they have ever experienced before and we want help to raise funds so that they can bring essential supplies with them 
and also stay as long as possible to rescue those trapped in the rubble and collapsed structures. They will be sleeping in tents in freezing conditions and doing their very best waking hour to reunite people with their missing loved ones. Every penny donated will help them to live and work in Turkey for the foreseeable days and weeks ahead. This local charity is completely self-funded and relies on kind donations from members of the public in order to fund its vital and selfless work. These human and canine heroes are putting themselves in harm's way to help others in need. Please help them to help others. Thank you. Urgent meat sought on smear tests issue. Upper Ban MP Carla Lockhart says local women fear their cervical smear test results may not have been accurately assessed after a patient diagnosed with cancer learned three previous abnormal findings had been missed. The 45-year-old patient who had to undergo a radical hysterectomy when a test in 2019 revealed cancerous cells told the BBC she was devastated at the diagnosis and shocked and upset that previous tests had been misread. The Southern and Western Health Trusts, each involved in the women's care, have apologised, with the Southern Trust also launching a review on risk assessment to be carried out by the Royal College of Pathology. The review, which is expected to take 10 weeks and could affect hundreds of women, will attempt to establish if there was a greater chance of missing abnormalities in screening samples between 2019 and 2021. It's not even two weeks since we marked Cervical Cancer Prevention Week across the UK, said the DUP's Miss Lockhart, who is seeking an urgent meeting with the Southern Health and Social Care Trust. The central theme of that campaign is to ensure women do not skip or delay their routine smear test. I am horrified to learn that despite three abnormal results to her smear tests, they were missed on each occasion and the patient in question was then diagnosed with cervical cancer. There must be absolute confidence in the process from test to analysis of result. The Trust has taken steps to provide this reassurance and that is welcome. We need a swift review on risk assessment to allay any concerns that there is among local women. Lurgan-linked banknote up for award. An Ulster banknote featuring the work of Lurgan-born astrophysicist Dame Jocelyn Bell Burnell has been shortlisted for the International Banknote of the Year Award. Run by the International Banknote Society, that's IBNS, the award recognises an exceptional note issued each year based on artistic merit, design, use of colour, contrast, balance and security features. Ulster Bank's polymer £50 note, which came into circulation last summer, features Dame Jocelyn's 1967 discovery of pulsars and is shortlisted alongside notes from places like Barbados, Egypt, Peru, Indonesia and Pakistan. Dame Jocelyn is considered one of the world's foremost astrophysicists. Her discovery was a sensational find, recognised with the Nobel Prize for Physics in 1974. The design of the £50 note features women working in Northern Ireland's life sciences industry and portrays Millies working at the loom in homage to the unsung heroes of Northern Ireland's linen industry. There are also nods to Northern Ireland's shipbuilding and aviation sectors, 
Creative industries and the region's place as a centre of excellence in cyber security. On the reverse, there's a range of flora and fauna found in Northern Ireland, including a pine marten, a cryptic wood butterfly, and gorse, whose thorny spines make it a corridor and safe haven for wildlife. Sandra Wright, Senior HR Manager at Ulster Bank, said, The note design are a celebration of the people and places of Northern Ireland, building on the designs of our £5, £10 and £20 notes, but this note has a particular focus on Northern Ireland women on their role in life and industry here, including amazing achievements such as James Jocelyn Bell's discovery of pulsars. We are really honoured that it is shortlisted. Expansion on menu for Carry Kitchen. Craigavon's small food business Carry Kitchen has almost tripled its turnover thanks to the innovation support from the Department for the Economy. Soon after its establishment in 2019, the Ready Meals Manufacturing Company availed of expert support from Southern Regional College, funded through the Department's Innovate Us programme. This assisted the company with product development, labelling and upselling product production. Since then, Carry Kitchen has supplied its products in major retailers across both Northern Ireland and the Irish Republic, has grown its staff team from 2 to 25 and moved into larger premises to accommodate the increase in production. We've now come to the end of our recording for this week. Our thanks to the team of volunteers who edited and recorded this week and to Mackles for collecting the Portadine Times and Rogan Mail for us and to the Presbyterian Church for the use of the studio. Editing the week news this week were Ken and Catherine. Our technician was Patricia. And reading with me this week were Catherine and Ken. From the newsroom at the Old Man's, this is Bob signing off. Thank you for spending time with us. All our good wishes for the week ahead. Our team will be back with you in four weeks' time. Please remember to return your wallet. Sound News is a Craig Avon talking newspaper production.